Welcome to the King James Virgin, a podcast, a podcast. <laughs> I'm Nick. <laughs> Three dudes in a table. Yeah. Welcome to the King James Virgin, where each and every week, my friends, Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. My name is Alan. My name is Adam. My brain is, sorry, a little scrambled right now because Nick, literally before we started recording this, just dropped that a lot of the people on <laughs> PBS Kids shows were doing community service. So, let's say some. I don't want to umbrella, I don't want to ruin a lot of sure. shows. I just like, that's breaking my bra- brain a little bit right now. I think it's a fun way to get people involved, yeah. give back, put some terrifying people on television. Yeah. Uh, Fred Rogers actually was uh, doing time for... <laughs> Shoplifting. He murdered his for, wife. I was going to say for any of the... Like, you don't the, do community service for murder. <laughs> well, he did it a long time. Oh. Yeah, it was a real long <laughs> That's community true. service. <laughs> you, I mean, you are now Mr. Rogers yeah. forever. He, he, <laughs> you he, get it. Hold on. You do a murder and get a TV show out of it? <laughs> he was actually on house arrest. Right. Oh, th- that's why he was just at his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, so when he go, like, where's it just back? Is they never show him from the ankle go? down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they do. Yes. The, the shoes. Right. Yeah. So Nick, <laughs> we're uh, so this is sort of part three. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though we're like not treating it like a part three for some reason. Right, but it is like a, it is. A, one of the few times that we've done like a few episodes consecutive in, in order. Well, yeah, and right correct. after right after this story, uh, the the book basically goes into fast forward, and we just like jump millennia through different okay. like yeah. highlighted stories. Kind of go straight to note uh, to uh, Noah, right? Uh, like Enoch's in there, Methuselah's in there, like things get, yeah, it's like, a little it's, babies. Just, that's what I mean. Like, they just like are going like launching through thousands of years with like, here's a person, here's a person, <laughs> here's a person. And you're just like 200 years, 400 years, 800 years, right? 969 years. Fuck yeah. Methuselah. Anyway, uh, we're doing the story of Cain and Abel today. Great. Um, Nick, what do you know about the story of Cain and Abel? Well, I want to talk about it more later, but I think I know a bit only because um, Cain and Abel were part of one of my favorite comics, uh, which, which which one the Sandman. Uh, they were oh, part right. of the universe of the dreaming. Um, so I know that like you have the first murderer and their brothers and the mark of Cain and all that. Oh, okay. I'm very curious as to what the mark of Cain means to you. I'm also very interested to see like where like, like quote unquote fact just like bleeds over yeah. into comic book mythos. Well, and that's, I'm actually really interested to hear the story because <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I would read the comics when I was younger, knowing that these were biblical characters without having the context. Right. And so my whole mythology is based on this and we'll talk about it in a bit, but there's actually a really interesting, um, different writers that took over the series started to change whether or not it was the actual Cain and Abel or just representations of them. Um, and so there is part of their story that's supposed to be like, no, no, this, these are the biblical Cain and Abel. And then then like, no, 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 they're just the archetypes. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's weird. I should say before we get started, I had a a thing happen this week where it was like, oh, this makes sense because I know the Bible. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. I was, uh, uh, finishing up this season of Westworld. This is not a spoiler. Um, but there's like two big AI computers this, this season, very, very, um, I robot esque. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, and the first iteration they called Solomon, which makes a lot of sense because it's wise. It's planning like the future of humanity, et cetera. Um, but then like, it's not a plot point whatsoever, but the next gen of the computer is Rehoboam. 
Oh, interesting. Which is Solomon's son in the Bible mm. and the first king of Judah. Anyway, Dang. I was just that's like, that's fascinating. I was like, huh, that's a thing I know. Yeah. <laughs> does it, uh, does it, it does not matter at all to the story. <laughs> nope. Okay. No. Cause that could be interesting. You know, just like projecting those things. It'd be in, like, they, so they probably just looked up who was Solomon's maybe child. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, what I, I had a moment this week where I was like, oh, huh, I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not note those names at all. Did you finish this season? I did. I still haven't. So. Ending was, uh, it was okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Eight episodes is short for a series right now. I think. Yeah. yeah. The, the middle of that season was real good. Yeah. I'm excited to start it. I know we won't talk about it more because that's not this podcast. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> anyway, uh, should we just jump into this thing? Yep. So we left off with Adam and Eve getting, uh, they got the boot. Yeah. They got kicked out of their apartment and, um, and they put up a nasty super, not a super, uh, um, doorman. At the uh, four faces, four faces, four, four wings, swords, flaming Bra- sword, brass hooves. Yeah. yeah. And so they couldn't, they can't go back. Um, and they're it, like the first little bit is just them kind of being bummed that it's like now it's hard to, to grow shit. Like Not shit the Bible. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, that's part of the curse from God, but right? Like they're not sitting there and be like, I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not a text. And well, so it went that Adam and Eve were bummed. Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, so they have, they have a couple of kids. Sure. Uh, twins, I believe. Are they, are they twins? No, they're not twins. They're not twins. Okay. Uh, actually chapter four starts with, uh, and then they fucked. It does. It's, uh, now Adam knew, <laughs> now Adam knew his wife. Uh, right. right. Which is yeah, like yeah. in the new, in the biblical sense, this yep. is what they're referring to. Yeah. We've, I think yeah. we've covered that. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. So they are not twins. Okay. And I believe Abel is born first. False. Okay. It's Cain. Cain <laughs> is okay. See, this is, this is actually the thing that like, I couldn't remember. So Cain is born mm-hmm. Abel, and then Abel is born. Um, somewhere in here, God basically goes, by the way, as part of this weird deal, um, you're going to have to start doing sacrifices and to basically atone for all of the shit that you have done. And the way that I want you to do a sacrifice is I want you to take an unblemished lamb. So something that like does not have any physical blemishes. Uh, the idea, I think that you wanted to choose like the, your best. You couldn't just say like, well, I got the sick lamb that's going to die anyway that yeah, nobody yeah. wants. You have to get like your best take it, cut its neck, drain the blood, put it on a burning altar as a remembrance for what you've done. Essentially, like you have now like caused this. He, he tells them this while they're getting kicked out. So right after. So they're still on speaking terms. What's so going here's on? the thing, yeah. Adam. No, he does not tell him any of that right now, <laughs> which makes which makes the following story not make any sense. In my head, because at some point in the Bible, which I did not look up, God does say this whole sacrifice thing. It's a very ritualistic. It's the the, the unblemished firstborn, perfect sheep, blah, 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 which would make yeah, a I mean, lot I, of sense. I, I didn't think that Adam was pulling this out of nowhere. It was no, all no, no, very no. specific. But it would make a lot of sense for God to tell him before this story. It's not in the Bible that way. Huh. Well, what the fuck then? I totally agree. So then the whole, the rest of the story does not make any sense. <laughs> I totally agree. But we're talking about the Bible here. Okay. Well, let's assume, Nick, that you were like a child, <laughs> like Alan and I, and we were told okay. that this was explained to them. Uh-huh. Correct. So let's just put that as this yeah, umbrella yeah. that will soon be ripped away and sure. then this whole thing will be wet. Yeah. Um. So there was some retconning done after the fact. Here. Apparently. So Cain and Abel grow up to an age that they are now uh, considered adults. And I don't know if that means they're over 13 or if that means they're in their twenties, I don't know what age the Bible does not say, does not say everybody's still alive. Well, everybody, we're moving, Adam and Eve. we're moving really fast in Genesis. So yeah. like the world has been created, 
man has sinned and fallen and we're only in chapter four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's wild. It does feel like, like Genesis, Genesis to a certain extent is, is the prologue in the movie where they just like, you know, like earth has fallen, uh-huh. you know, we've developed telekinetic abilities. Sure. These yeah. are our stories. It's the apes dance around the black pillar. Yes. And we'll uh, talk about yeah. that later. Uh, so no, it's like adding the, uh, title scroll, scroll, uh, scroll, 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 title scroll to star Wars, sure. but yeah. like after they made the movie, they're like, wow, this oh, doesn't shit. make sense. We should tack this on. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's the, Oh, this is better. Just like for all the cinephiles who do we have any cinephiles? Anyway, it's, it's the Blade Runner, um, post Ridley Scott where they added the, uh, the narration. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. So, uh, Cain and Abel. I think the Star Wars, uh, crawl makes sense as well. <laughs> Well, I, it does, I like them both. You guys, yeah, Let's the Blade Runner one just actually isn't a literal parallel versus a, a doesn't fucking matter. Uh, what was I say? Oh, so Cain and Abel are old enough where they are able to atone for themselves and not be under their parents atonement, essentially, mm-hmm. which isn't covered. They they're, may have always they're had not to. dependents. Uh, they now have to get their own insurance and okay. pay their own taxes. Correct. Great. And in in the Jewish tradition that that's 12, um, which when we cover Jesus will be another big thing. Mm-hmm. But essentially like. Uh, And that's kind of like also Christians tend to get their kids who aren't sprinkled baptized around that age as well. It's it's essentially that you're. Yeah, I got I got baptized when I was 13, which is totally an age where you are mentally prepared to make that kind of commitment. (laughs) Yeah, I was around the same time, too. I don't actually. It's uh, peer pressure. Yeah. And if you're going to like a Christian school, like we went through in in like fifth, fourth or sixth grade did like baptismal preparation class. Okay, which was mandatory just to. Well, weird ideological thing to sure, put out yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but the the idea being that before that you are your salvation is predicated or is dictated by your parents. OK. And so if your parents are saved, you're saved. Uh-huh. That also follows if your parents are not saved, you're not saved. Right. Up until the point where it's your decision. Yeah. I, so I'm assuming that was that, that part was glossed over. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, none of that is in the Bible right here. But okay. we were no, definitely right, right, right. But we were definitely taught that in this context and that's also like that's post post biblical christianity uh theology sure anyway so Cain and abel are i'm just kind of like trying to get the all the pieces yeah and so like you understand why things are important yep abel they have no friends because they're the only humans on earth right yes correct and eventually we start being fruitful and multiplying which means people are fucking their siblings okay right for a while well yeah Sure. And then first cousins and then yeah, like, yeah, right. Eventually it gets to be less weird, but like it was real weird for a few generations. Yeah, I'm there. just, I was just checking. Yep. Um, Abel happens to be, or they kind of have divi- divided the labor, but in their family where Abel is taking care of the sheep or like he's a shepherd mm-hmm. and Cain is a gardener. And so he is growing food. Mm-hmm. And so they're base, bo- both basically dividing the two things that they care about between the sons. You can also see this as a Mesopotamian, uh, creation myth for the hunters and gatherers splitting from the uh, people starting agriculture, agriculture in hmm. cities. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading a, which is what this actually is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I'm going to get into that when we actually start talking about it. But anyway, so they get to the point where it's time for them to do their sacrifices. Abel does his thing with the, like, uh, like gets the best sheep, does a whole spotless lamb, everything cuts the neck, drains the blood, does this, the thing correctly. Yep. Cain uh-huh. goes, well, what's more important to me, he actually saw like, quote unquote, the bigger, the idea behind it wasn't that it needed to be a lamb. He also didn't have any lambs. It, they're all, he would have to take one of Cain's. Yeah. Um, but his thing is like, I've worked insanely hard on growing these vegetables, growing these fruits. These are the things that matter to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give my sacrifice of the things 
that I worked for rather than just this meaningless, hollow sacrifice. Which this is all uh, exegesis, not actually in the Bible. But I totally agree with that. Okay. And so gives a sacrifice, instead of like getting a lamb and slaughtering him, he puts- Makes a smoothie. Essentially and pours it on the fire. Yeah. Really but, good one. Yeah. <laughs> like it basically takes the top 10% of his shit. Sure. I'm pulling yeah, 10% yeah. out of my ass, but like just takes the top vegetables, the fruits, the things that he would want to eat mm-hmm. and sacrifices them yeah. as in, in remembrance. It's blue ribbon produce. Mm. Correct. Uh, what if you had to pick like a vegetable to, to sacrifice to the Lord, what would you pick? Like a, like, would it be like an impressive pumpkin, but now, not necessarily delicious? Are you asking me what I would do? Or are or you like asking a, what I picture? Or like a perfect tomato? No. What would you do? Or like we, a perfect tomato? No. That per- peach, the perfect man. peach, right? Yeah. We're back well, to the peach well, you, again. That's fruit though. You asked vegetable and I think, I feel like vegetable is h- harder to come up with. Uh, let's because see. What does the Bible say? Offering of the fruit of the ground. Okay. Mm, okay. Well, isn't it all? Yeah, sure. So anything's on the table here. The perfect peach is I mean, very yeah. good, which we've also referenced, I think, last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what would you, uh, yeah, like. If but you when were- I was just thinking of like offering the best produce, uh, like I, I was thinking like the giant pumpkin. Correct. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So yeah. In my mind, like the prize pumpkin. That's in like, my whoa. mind, there it's a, it's like the, like the spill out of the cornucopia. So there's like a squash there uh, and a I, tomato uh, there and a corn. Oh, and a, yeah, and yeah, a, yeah. In, in my child mind, it's also a cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely grapes. Yeah. <laughs> there, That's so not impressive. I well no grapes like corn, squash, okay, no, no, no. I get that it's all coming out of the cornucopia, yeah. but grapes no. not an impressive Here, sacrifice. Hold on. I, I think Adam's going to totally back me up on this. Great. Nick, in my childhood mind, his childhood sacrifice is the fruit of the loom logo <laughs> spilling out of a cornucopia. Sure. It's uh, like it's like apple grape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I have squash in there for some reason, even though I don't like squash. So Wait, you you add some things. To I it. add some things to it, but you're right. The things in the fruit of the loom logo are there. Yes, yes, <laughs> agreed. Uh, I, I I'm 90 sure this is might be a blue book thing. Like there might be oh a picture that we saw yeah. as a young oh, child. Got well, it. it seems likely if it's that's so specific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the ending result of this is that God blesses Abel and does not bless Cain. And basically says, you didn't, God says, you didn't do it right. There's also an insinuation that God is still coming down to chat with them after work. There is a cornucopia in the Fruit of the Loom logo. I had to look it up because I was pretty sure. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) So I'm just imagining the Fruit of the Loom logo. You are just imagining straight up the Fruit of the Loom logo. Alan just was like, like holding his undies, being told the story. Yeah, it's possible. What did you wear in the 90s? Fruit of the Loom. Probably. Yeah. Probably for reals. Um, so yeah. Anyway, God basically says you, you need to do it again. And Cain, see, here's where things get confusing. Like there's a lot of drama, dramatization that you know, happened you know the actual text. Cause there's, no, there's not I, a lot. I want to try here. I think what is biblical is that there is no altercation. He just does it. But in my mind, what happens here is Cain goes to Abel and they're having a conversation about why God didn't bless Cain and why he did bless Abel and they, it gets heated and more heated and more heated and Abel's just going like, well, I did what he said. And, and Cain's like, no, but the, 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 the point of this is that, you know, you took your thing that you worked on. I'm taking the thing that I worked on gets more and more heated. And eventually Cain takes a rock and bashes Abel's head in. So that is so many more words than what's actually in the Bible. Wow. And I, but I also totally agree with Adam. Like, well, so then essentially Cain and his parents 
are uh, and God are all together and basically his parents and God banish Cain and said, you're, you got to walk the earth mm-hmm. and, uh, and until you die, you are mm-hmm. no longer allowed in our society. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of the end of, of okay. my version of it. Okay. So it's, it's only slightly different. Well, it just seems like there's less, right? Like Adam's explanation offers a lot more. Correct. Which so is kind of everything that <laughs> I'm, we've I'm done gonna, here. I'm going to shorten it a little bit. Abel brought the firstborn of his flock and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Firstborn, that's what I forgot. Uh, he did not respect Cain and his offering, which was the fruit of the ground. Yeah. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. You got a frowny face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Lord said to Cain, why do you have a frowny face? Um, it's why is your countenance fallen? Uh, <laughs> if you do well, will it not be accepted? If you do not do well, blah, 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 blah. It's he's just like asking him Wait, questions. Abel did that or God did that? God. Wait, so God didn't bless him and then said, why are you upset that I didn't? Yeah, why are you pissed? You? And then, and then he goes on. You if mad, you bro? do, if you do good things, if you if you work really hard for things, and everything will work out for you, even though he just worked really hard. And like God basically goes against what he just said. Uh, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. Okay. So no, it's not the same. What I was, I was thinking. Okay, never mind. Uh, and then it's. I was now, just think that God was gaslighting him. It's like fuck this shit. <laughs> I mean, a little. Uh, now Cain talked with his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. It's just a little. There's no argument. However, I was raised definitely with yeah. the little bit of an argument and a rock. I was gonna say the rock. You don't know. Could yeah. have been a, like a chokehold. The other yep. end of the cornucopia. They could have. Uh, they could have been. They could have been boxing. <laughs> like they could have just been like. Fisticuffs could be like a Steven Seagal, like sleeper hold, like, shh. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, Adam did miss an important line. Oh, what did I miss? Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Fuck. Uh, go ahead. No, I, I don't deserve it. <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? Uh, huh. Yep. That's where that comes from. Okay. It's- and then God, I mean, he's like, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And he basically curses Cain, the gardener, that mm-hmm. nothing will ever grow for him again. So this is like, it's oh, like, interesting. it's weirdly like anti-city. Okay. Cause no, it's, it, it's, it's cursing the settlement guy who like, he now has to be a wanderer. Uh-huh. I, I have thoughts about this. Well, um, let's, let's, let's go into th- But is that thoughts. it? I mean, that, that's it. Well, I mean, uh, then Cain went out and dwelled in the land and had sex with his sister. And then they had Enoch who we'll discuss at some oh, point. Oh, okay. interesting. So he's not banished from the community. He kind of is. But I mean, like Enoch. He went out from the presence of the Lord. Right. Else is like, so Canaanites. But then, but then his son turns out to be one of the holiest people ever. Right. But like, so Canaanites, like we've talked about the Canaanites. Yeah. Yep. They're theoretically the descendants of sure. Cain. Um, so a couple things. I'm reading a book right now where they're talking about um, the trying to get back to a uh, pre-agrarian society. Mm-hmm. And and they reference the story and it's, it's fascinating because essentially they're, what they're saying is religion doesn't have like has power over people post like you need the agrarian society essentially to create scarcity, to create the, the need. Agrarian society sets up power structure Correct. in general. Correct. And so for religion to have power, you need the agrarian society. And so Absolutely. this story doesn't actually make sense in the context of the Bible because it, like Alan said, like it's basically saying wandering good agrarian society yeah. bad and so like it's more it's more well, argument i would say it's it's saying that agrarian society is something that is blessed by it's so it's, it's but it's, it's not it's, it's not like blessed by double god. fuck because like <laughs> it's like god is taking the society like the ability to create society away from him which means it's 
that must be something that God has control over. Like the banishment is nomadic lifestyle, but then he's also praising the like sheep herder lifestyle of Abel. Right. It's that's, and that's the, it doesn't make a lot the, of sense. The the position that they, that this book is essentially take is essentially taking. The other thing that I wanted to talk about uh, is there is a movie starring uh, Henry Rollins um, that came out, I don't know, within the last 10 years called he never died. And it's really funny because I think I've talked, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I, you and I you mentioned it. I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast or not. Yeah. I know I've talked to you about it, but it's because it's the, the trailer is a trip. Like you should, it, people just go out and like watch the trailer because the first half of it, you think it's just like a, like a taken knock knockoff mm-hmm. where it's the guy has his daughter and then like she's kidnapped. And so mm-hmm. he's just got to go get her back like three quarters of the way into the trailer. Henry Rollins gets shot like in the head. And it's like, like, a, like a way that you don't, survive from and he like falls over and then gets back up and like comes after the guy and you're like wait what and, and suddenly the whole thing takes a turn and you realize that he is the biblical Cain <laughs> and the idea is like his curse was to wander the earth forever uh-huh. and sure that's that's a common thread so um but it's just on. like what happens to the guy that tried to kill him uh he's killed like <laughs> he just by Cain or correct he just like, well i blows think up. no no he's like ripped to shreds Okay. That makes I be- sense. I believe because, okay. Uh, there, there is a little, there's a little part after this where, um, uh, Cain talks back to God and says like, this punishment is greater than I can bear. Uh, I will be, I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on earth. And anyone who finds me will kill me because I'm, you know, the first murderer. Mm-hmm. And so God says anyone, there is nobody. Great. Continue. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. therefore whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should ah. kill him. So, oh, God so the mark of, of oh, is like pre- prevent protect, it's, it's protection, marking him as evil, but protection mm-hmm. from being killed. So, in that movie trailer, oh. whoever tried to kill Henry Rollins should have been <laughs> maybe taken out by God. Interesting. Well, and like it's been a while since I've watched the trailer, so it may not have covered it. And I still, I, I haven't watched the movie yet. That's in my queue, and I just still haven't. I, I want to pull the trigger on it. I might have to after this because it's the thing that confused me, and it was the trip of the trailer because the trailer does not set up supernatural uh-huh. at all, and then suddenly just hard left turn. I appreciate that though. Yeah. Um. So. So I have a couple things before we get into like the marker cane and all that fun mm-hmm. fun stuff. Um. There's a bunch of there are several clues that this was written later to kind of be a preface to the rest of the Bible. Um, for one, their names, uh, like Adam and Eve, Adam meaning man, Eve meaning life giver. They're like kind of puns where Uh. Abel uh, derives from a reconstructed word meaning herdsman. So like he is the, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and they're pretty sure that's not the inverse in the sense that like, they, those words became that because of them. They that's were, a great question. You know what I mean? Like chicken or they had a sort right. of, exactly. That's a great question. And then Cain is similarly, uh, it means like metalsmith because later on his children become like great metalsmiths. That is weirder it's given that side quest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's also there, they're mentioned nowhere else in the rest of the Bible. Like right. we don't hear Cain and Abel again. Right. Oh. Um, actually no, we do hear Cain in like John, or but something. usually it's just like people going, I couldn't tell if you were just pointing or doing the jack off motion. A little both. <laughs> like just like, you know, pointing towards Cain, like don't be a, a fucking Cain. And the fact that um that it kind of parallels all these Babylonian myths means it was likely written again during the right. Babylonian exile when a bunch of priests came together and were like, We need to jot this shit down. Uh-huh. I, actually uh, this book that I'm reading too is talking about like a lot of these things that we're the 
that the the Babylonian Empire, a lot of these myths, because it was basically the first time that we'd hit like a peak civilization post developing agrarian society. And so like you had a lot of people who didn't necessarily remember it, but remember it in the same way that like maybe um, Americans reflect back on colonial America. And that was so there's a lot of people going like I miss the nomadic part of our uh, existence. So a lot of these 80s, 50s nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, there's the parallel of Enlil chooses the farmer god in which the shepherd god Imesh and the farmer god Enten, Enten bring, I, I'm saying these wrong, uh, bring their dispute over which of them is better to the chief god who rules in favor of Enten, the farmer, huh. which would be the opposite of this. But right. <laughs> anyway, good times. That's fascinating. Well, let's, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk comics and other things. Comics and yeah. the market cane. It's funny. I'm nervous to comics talk about- Comics and racism. Yeah. It's funny that I'm more nervous to talk about comics on this podcast than I am religion because I'm more scared of comic nerds than I am religious zealots. <laughs> well, and like you also, feel, I feel like you have something to lose. Like if, if you fuck up something with religions, like who gives a shit? Right, right, right. I'm going to say statistically, you are both very wrong. So much more violence, actual violence when it comes to religion. Oh, I was meaning personal, like, yeah. like personal <laughs> yes. face, not, oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. correct. From a death perspective. Yeah. Yes, you're dead. Yeah. Yes, embarrassment, totally. maybe. Right, right, right. Uh, so we'll be right back here on the King James Virgin. And we're back here on the King James Virgin. So Adam, um, I, I knew like that the mark of Cain was used for racist purposes. But what, what do you know about the mark of Cain? Uh, nothing. So this is something that I was actually ignorant about. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I knew the biblical story of Cain and Abel just, you know, from, from church and from school. But then most of my stuff comes more from the way it's like thrown about in religious uh, like sci-fi religious thrillers or like sci-fi fan or fantasy religious thrillers. Like I'm just trying to think of, you know, like it's thrown around and I think Constantine and it's thrown around in like mm-hmm. just different movies yeah. where it's referenced as a, as a thing. But I, I didn't realize that it was used as oh, a interesting. It, it's similar to the curse of ham. Okay. I mean, that, I was going to say that's where well, they're, they're basically going. saying he was either cursed by with black skin or at least like a black face, oh. but like coal black, not necessarily yeah, like yeah. Right. black skin, but then it was uh, used in America. Yay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as a um, kind of a excuse for racism with like people saying there's two heavens, you know, one for white people, one for black people. Oh, Jesus. And, Boy. and using it as like, since they were cursed to like have a hard time toiling the ground. And anyway, it's not good. It's such a, I mean, because the Bible doesn't say anything about black skin. That is sure. made up. Yeah. No, no. Like the, the Bible. <laughs> I mean, the Bible is, is fairly, it's, it's difficult to make a, an argument that the Bible is anti-slavery, but it doesn't seem to, f- there's its position on slavery doesn't seem to be necessarily race related. Um, right. Beyond the chosen people. The race stuff is all fanfic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean like the Bible definitely has a bent towards the, the, like the Hebrew Jewish nation, uh-huh. but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's basically they're you're better and everybody else is, is just shitty. Right. Yeah. But there's not like, you know, except for those people in uh, North Africa, they're the worst. That's not in the Bible. Well, there's, I mean, you know what I mean? There's also some, um, uh, Latter-day Saint stuff with Cain and black people where they use that to kind of discri- discriminate. Um, now that you're saying this, I do vaguely remember but they specifically have a book written by, I, th- I think, written by Enoch. The Book of Enoch sounds like a No, thing the Book of Enoch is um, uh, the what's is the- Is it Apocrypha? Yes. Okay. But I think- 
Should we just cover Enix since it's, we're now we're going to come back and do it? Methuselah, oldest person that's ever lived, 969 years. One of, uh, in the same time period, there's a guy named Enoch. Enoch lived to 950 some. and some. I don't know. Old. Anyway. I thought it was in the 300s. I didn't think it was that old. Did he not make it that as far? Like, yeah. Essentially, the idea is that humans have lived to 900 and some years, and we've just gotten worse and worse and worse. <laughs> but it's Enoch, because we started having sex with angels and giants. Obviously that we lost or yeah. got better. It feels like it feels like you fucking angel like that extends your children's life. Oh, no. The angels were fucking us. Oh, uh, <laughs> so like what you're saying is like we were living to 900, but then an angel literally fucked us to death. And that's why God sent the flood. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of in the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, Enoch walked like this. is I'm putting walked in air quotes is like he communed with God to the point where he got to skip dying before going to heaven and an Adventist like skip judgment. And God just basically said, you're good enough. You have lived a perfect life essentially, and you get to go to heaven early. And so he just like took us, like took the express lane to heaven and is to our knowledge, the only person to have skipped the line. Elijah for yes. And Elijah and Moses, Moses Mm, died. Moses died. Elijah and Enoch went, didn't have to die. Moses died and they got to go. So he is like, a so, He's alive in heaven. They yes. all are. Yes. Currently? Still? Theoretically. Okay. Yeah. I just wondered if you still, like getting to heaven, you still have your normal lifespan. But see, here's the thing no. I don't know okay. about. Oh, sorry. No. That's, uh, once you get to heaven, it's implied that it's a perpetual life. Okay. Here's the thing I don't know about the Mormons, though, because they, they like Jesus died and then went like came to America for a while. So did Enoch? If you wrote a book, we need some Mormons. We need a Mormon on this podcast. I mean, he may have just wrote it and then like sent it down. Send us a voice Dear you Jesus know. at Ooh, some like stones. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. The, the tablets. Yeah, he like chiseled them down and like spent whatever mm-hmm. thousands of years writing these and just like hucked them into Utah. Maybe that's why they went there. It's like he <laughs> missed it. He was supposed to shoot him into the Middle East and like missed and hit Utah. And so like, well, I guess I got a truck over there. Adam's chiseling motion, uh, the same as his jerk off motion. <laughs> that he used earlier in this episode. Well, I don't know about you guys, but don't come in here. I'm chiseling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just making some tablets. (laughs) I want to talk about comics uh, and I'm glad to know the actual story. So um, I'm pre apologizing if I get any of this wrong because I read these comics a long time ago and just kind of flipped through them again for this. Don't at me. Uh, so you guys don't know Sandman stuff. I think not at all. I, I own a couple of like, I think the first omnibus and, uh, I, I, we've talked about this before, sure. but like I've eighties art doesn't yeah. sit well with me. So, um, it's part of like the DC vertigo comics universe. Is, is there some crossover with Hellblazer with John Constantine? Um, there might be like in my mind, they're tied some reason the, the world of like the dreaming plays into a lot of DC and Vertigo. Like these characters will pop in and out of things. Right. Um, uh, and I think that the dreaming is still ongoing. There's also, uh, I think like uh, yesterday or something, Netflix announced that they're doing a series of the dreaming. So you might like that. Yeah, I'll check um, it out. Yeah, uh, I, we were talking about this before the show. I have apparently uh, a weird hang up where um, this is something we're, we're gonna, I'm going to get hate mail for, but like <laughs> I typically do not enjoy neil gaiman's original work i l- very much love his derivative work yeah. really works you I, want him at the writer's table yeah i really feel like you talked about this on like one of the last two to five episodes oh really maybe I mean, it's maybe it was off mic but um so originally um kane and abel were the hosts of uh like a horror comic anthology series that dc did like the characters were 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, you know, uh, well, it like was Kane like, and Abel were. Yeah. If Not, it was like it was Abel a zombie. <laughs> uh, no, no, they're they're both. They're both. Fine. Yeah. Alive characters <laughs> and hanging out together. Uh-huh. OK, oh, this is important. Um, and along with Eve. So like these were like three of like the crypt keepers, basically. And Adam is just fucked off. Well, I mean, that isn't Adam's there character. Is, there he is just no, fucks off and go. And- I, I don't think that there's an Adam character. OK, I don't remember an Adam. Um, so Eve is also in the Sandman comics. Uh, Kane is often referred to as the able caretaker. Yeah, oh, brother's keeper. Yeah. Um, interesting. Both of them are in, in this comics world, indestructible, possibly immortal. Yep. Um, Kane is always seen as like diabolically cunning. Um, and he bears the mark of Kane, which protects him from all harm. Does it, is, is there important. a visual representation of it? Um, I don't think so. Like no, a I don't symbol think on his brow is. or something. Mm-mm. Okay. No. So this is basically like Thor and Loki. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Abel likewise indestructible uh, and resurrects from any fatal wound inflicted by Cain. Um, so throughout the comics, so they're killing each other. He's killing. Yes. And it will just like bang pop back up. Um, oh, interesting. And so also, as I implied, there's constant like retconning based on who is writing this story of whether or not these characters are the actual biblical characters or just the archetypes. Right. Um, but the important stuff is that in the comics, Cain has a conversation with Lucifer mm-hmm. and Cain is the only person in the comics that can talk to Lucifer because he has the mark of Cain. And so he can safely like get into hell and talk to Lucifer and come back. Oh, um, got it. So because he's immortal, he yes. can withstand. Yep. Um, and at some point he tells uh, Lucifer like gives him his own origin story and tells him that the biblical Cain and Abel came to live in the dreaming, which is supposed to be, and we didn't talk about this. So I have a question about this. Lucifer quotes a verse in the Bible, which says that Cain was sent to live in the land of Nod. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, That's a physical place though. Okay. So the land of Nod then is supposed to in this be interpreted as the dreaming, like the land of nodding off. I very much like that. idea. Totally. Um, nothing if not clever. Yeah. Neil Gaiman. Um, so uh, there's also this weird like when they um, when the comic book characters talk about like they will self-reference the biblical characters when it's not supposed to be them. OK. And like when say, they're playing like, archetypes and they'll say things they'll like debate whether or not the biblical characters are actually human looking or not, which is also a weird, fascinating thing, like because in the comics, s- they do look humanoid and then they're like, oh, no, we have no relation to them. They didn't look like us. Interesting. So. In the comics, when they're doing like, like represented or like, uh, like archetypes Mm -hmm. are, is it something that they were a normal person and then like developed a skill and became Cain or they just were born as Cain and Abel, but they're not the original Cain and Abel. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Eve at some point also says that she's not Cain's mother, but Cain says something like, Oh, but you're everyone's mother. Um, so when they are the archetypes, it's just that they're the archetypes of the first murderer, first victim, first mother. And the okay. character's cycle of murder and resurrection is punishment for their role in the first murder. So like they're all being punished and just like constantly resurrected. So Abel is being punished for just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And Kane <laughs> is like very frequently killing Abel in the comics. And it's like, presented as this like dark OCD where he like has to has to like he's compulsively killing him. Oh, um, and then Abel's death is impermanent and he just like 
recovers in a few hours. And uh, this like OCD that Kane has, he's like, it's shown that he's like unable to control the murders and is like always remorseful over them. Jesus. Like sometimes he's maniacal, but a lot of times he's remorseful. And the important thing is that there is like a genuine bond between the two brothers. Like they are very close. It's not like like they are always together. Right. And then it just is like this thing is overtaking me. Got to kill him. Bang. And, and Abel is understanding to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, Abel remains like totally dedicated to Kane. And hmm. I, this is like the really sad thing. He like frequently dreams of a more harmonious relationship between the two where he's not being killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in this is like, is Abel portrayed as, as needing a protector, needing a Kane? Like is Kane, if Kane is like the not protector, but keeper of yeah, Abel, yeah. is he, is he protected? <laughs> Projecting kind of more like a beta. Yeah. The, yeah. There's definitely there's also like a visual representation like um, Kane is like kind of like cool, tall, skinny. And Kane is like this short, fat, little like sidekick type of guy that's just like, oh, just getting killed. Oh, um, wait, wait, Abel is the Abel is. the okay. short, Yeah. Did I say Kane two times? Um, but so weirdly, when these characters pop up in the Sandman, because the Sandman is like pretty dark, you know, like yeah. Kane and Abel are supposed to be like the comic relief. And it's like like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yes. When you <laughs> dig into it, it's really dark. But but, uh, you know, the, the fact that they're the comic relief kind of shows like how dark this right. is. Anyways, those two comic characters like really stuck with me. Growing so up. is the and Sandman the keeper of the of the dreamland yeah, or the dream? Yeah, basically, yeah. The dreaming? The dreaming. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Hmm. So the land of Nod is the location of the dreaming and the dreaming is a, is a, yeah, I mean the a, land of Nod is, is another dimension presumably. Uh, well the, the land of Nod is just another uh, name. referred to when they refer to the Bible text. Uh, text. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Land of Nod is also a uh, Creighton Barrel's uh, kids line. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, I knew mm. there was like something in my head. Like, why do, why is this feel? I feel like somebody did not do some research on that. That's <laughs> It's like, hey, let's choose the, choose the Send place your we, kids to nod. We're the place we banished the one murderer. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's even east of Eden. Um, so it's even further east of Eden. Yeah. What would that be? Because uh, because the Garden of Eden was in East Eden. Uh, but even further east of Eden. Well, I mean, you're getting um, into like uh, Afghanistan, Turkey event. No, Turkey's west. You're getting into like eventually India, Pakistan, right? Nepal. I mean, depending on where you are. You gotta. Yeah. Um, looking it up. Is that oh oh no Iran Iran okay yeah oh yeah Turkey is like northwest yeah wow I was turned around that's I mean that's basically Cain and Abel it's kind of a it's a it's a bummer of a story because it's you know oh shoot what's the side frat frat uh frat fraternus frat fratricide fratricide wow could not get there so it's you know it's a it's and obviously like it's the first murder and but yeah I mean well it's interesting to me I like it yeah uh because I mean it's interesting to me that when there are but four people, you get the first murder. Right. Um, also interesting, like I do, I think that your your point about um, the agrarian society versus the hunter gatherer society is really interesting because, likewise, in the book uh, Guns, Germs, and Steel, mm. classic, they they talk a lot about um, the rise of agrarian society as setting up these power um uh networks uh hierarchies and that that's when murder starts happening right um like you know of course hunter gatherers they they would kill each other um but mostly because they were smaller right. groups there was not as much no, uh it wasn't personal and yeah, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't vengeful yeah 
Yeah. So like from a weird sociopolitical angle, like this, if you look at it as a parable, holds up. Yeah. I was going to say, actually say like, mm-hmm. the, if anything through this, these last three episodes, what I've learned is that like cr- literal Christianity has actually been doing a massive disservice to any of its people by not treating them as parables. Cause like you you actually could make a direct scientific Absolutely. correlation of, of, uh, creation, of creation, evolution. right. You could cover the idea of like, like the, the Greek idea of the knowledge of opposites yep. and that, like that, that duality of, of existence of between good and evil. And the, like the fall of man is just, you know, the, the knowledge. Yeah. The more good, you know, the more evil, you know, as well. Right. Yeah. And, and then Cain and Abel, you, you could actually talk about creation of society, right? Like these are things that you could have easily actually made your society better through these myths. And instead you've like taken them to be this, like you have to, this has to be the, it's both, there is no, there's nothing beyond the surface. It's both Christianity as, as I was taught, took these and like needed them to be literal, but also like worse story versions. Yeah. Uh Like every other story version of this that I read is so much more interesting. It's fascinating. I would love to know, like they needed it to be short for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. I would love to have known what the initial intent behind, behind creating this collection of those myths, you know, like Bubba Fuzza in, uh, in Babylon, putting together these collections that eventually like works it's like, its well, way we down. We can't just cut to Tatooine without explaining <laughs> that there's an empire first, <laughs> right? But I mean, yeah, I just would love to know, like, wh- was there intention for like we need to include some like beginning of humanity bits and this, and then it got twisted to the point where like, at what point did we go? These are literal stories. We cannot deviate from the idea that they, it is, it is kind of interesting. So say, say we're the, the like group of religious people who put together the, the Bible, Bible right in Babylonian exile. And they felt that they needed to add this to make what they had make sense. Right. What did they have? Right. What was the intention? Probably of this? Moses leading out of Egypt. Probably. I, my guess All is being, because everything before that feels like, uh, like it was stolen from like and Mes- Mesopotamia oh, and crazy fast forwarded. Like, cause there's, cause there's Noah and all of this is Mesopotamia. So I'm going to say, yeah, which makes sense that the oral tradition would have kicked in at that point. Joseph, maybe the tribes. Sure. So but Abraham. even that feels like, yeah, uh, Abraham, we, we could say Abraham is when, which like, makes sense for Judaism in that, like everything goes back to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob as a, like a, like a, that's, Anchor that's point. their start. Yeah. And then this is all just prehistory. Well, and like you it's can actually make, really interesting. You can also make about. totally part of it too, is you can make an argument given that I know we haven't covered this yet, but like Abraham is the beginning of the, the two at that point, dominant religions. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got basically uh, Judaism and Islam all mm-hmm. like kicking off from, from Abraham. It's, it makes sense that, yeah, they just, they needed a, okay, we've covered how we got here. We should probably like cover how humanity got here. Yeah. And maybe Cain is just like, they needed to be able to make the Canaanites the the bad guys. Like, that's why we don't like them. I mean, they were exiled from, well, no, that wouldn't have been exiled from that because the the Babylonians came and took them. (laughs) There would have been, yeah, they would have had the big bad of the Babylonians. They would have had the Assyrians and in Egypt already. So that's fascinating. Anyway, it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I need to read that uh, uh, book of Mesopotamian myths. Yeah, absolutely. That we say every episode. Yep. Well, just because we've been doing these. We've been doing it. These stories. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So there you go, Nick. Now you know. Let's wrap this shit up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJVPod on both Twitter and Instagram to keep up with us. Um, you know, we love to hear from you. Uh, the world is really weird right now. Uh, so if something we've ever talked about 
like tickles a memory in the back of your mind, record a voice memo and uh, email it to dearjesus at kingjamesvirgin.com. We just wanted to open it up. Yeah, we want to hear your voices. We were asking specifically about like, what do you remember about this story? What do you remember about this story? If you are coming through the back catalog, have been during your quarantine, are a new listener, are a longtime listener, and have wanted to chime in about something um, related to you growing up and misinterpreting something yeah. or having somebody tell you something weird that has stuck with you for too many years. Uh, yeah. We want to hear about it. Um, as long as we've covered it, uh, we want to hear it. Yeah. So, or if it's just some, some sort of weird, like religious experience that relates to s- tangentially, just record a voice memo and send it to us. Dear Jesus at King James Thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixadi off the album El Moran. And this week's resurrection artist is Mr. Tang. As in like the, the pseudo juice. Um, I wouldn't even call it a pseudo juice drink. Um, the space drink. I can't think of another thing that Tang would mean, at least in a proper now. I mean, right. You know, zest. I guess it could be a name. Senior zest. Senior zest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, my memory of Tang is I was being babysat by kids who were just like slightly older than me. You were an astronaut. Yeah, I was. Uh, and I was an astronaut and, uh, they, were like my, I think their parents and my parents were out on some sort of like thing and they were taking care of us and they, uh, convinced me to drink Tang. And then after I'd finished half the glass, it convinced me that there was alcohol in it. (laughs) And I, as like a 10 year old was terrified that I was going to get drunk and die. Yeah. Um, so that's my Tang experience. (laughs) Didn't touch the stuff since didn't touch the stuff. (laughs) Never touched the stuff (laughs) since what the whoo. See, it's affecting my brain. Uh, you can find links to the songs we were talking about, uh, Tang, all sorts of things on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. That'll do it for us this week. Until next week, I have disturbing news, which is that I was trying to come up with a pithy slogan and I wanted to see what Fruit of the Loom's slogan was because I thought it was like the cotton of our lives or something, but I thought that was maybe right. just cotton. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very good. Um... The upsetting news that I have is that Fruit of the Loom uh, is an expression referring to clothes, which was named so to parallel the phrase Fruit of the Womb, meaning children from Psalms 127. What? Fruit of the Loom is a biblical thing. I don't like that. Anyways, there's that knowledge drop. Okay, bye.
Sonic Bazaar.